0: holy shit what a fucking game that was craziness that was awesome but that was terrifying i i've been a glass case of emotion but my brain hurts from trying to follow it My i'm like here tracking my fucking heart rate trying to ensure i don't have a heart attack like what is going on how did that just fucking happen is there an increased risk of a heart attack if you're a leaf fan because probably well <laughs> i cannot see how that wouldn't be factual For what the Leafs put you <laughs> they through, should do a study they should do like, a like uh, honestly I, I, as, as as morbid as a fucking stat it would be i'd be interested to see how many leaf fans died while watching a leaf game because they broke their heart i wouldn't be shocked that it was a, a ridiculously high number and that was very much what it felt like today when they went down two-nothing on four shots. And me and you were both like, well, guess we're done in six. Here we, here we go again. See you, <laughs> see you later. War done. <laughs> Pack them up, boys. And Jack Campbell was like, uh, but, well, but, but fucking chill. Well, a lot see, of let me pour some soup on your fucking saltiness. Well. A lot of that had to do with game four at the square, where it started off literally the exact same way, <laughs> where they had a 50% scoring percentage yeah, against us. But, but then they, but they then didn't get going. to three. Yeah. They didn't get to three. And that's on Jack. Jack made some huge saves. Yeah, he did. He led in that second goal he's like, I am not fucking letting it get to three. I think about well, it. he didn't let that third goal in, so the Leafs took the lead. So he literally was like, I'm not fucking letting a goal in. I'm, and he made some absolutely huge saves in that second half of the first when all those penalties the Leafs took. The second half of the f- second where he made some absolutely massive saves. And, and even into the end of the game, massive, massive saves. Like Jack Campbell – Sure, he let in fucking what three goals, but like pff, huge, well, huge, responsible game, especially considering who he's facing. You know, I think the perfect example of how this game went is, you know, the TSN website has like this TSN Edge, and it shows you the probability of winning yeah. as the goals are scored. This was once seventy percent in favor of the Lightning winning at the at, at the beginning of the second period. Mm. Seventy (laughs) percent. That's pretty fucking crazy. When it was two, right? Yeah, two nothing beginning of the second because we didn't score to close at the first. And then Jack Campbell was like, "Nope." But how about the captain leading the way? I I mean, it was about fucking time we called him out. We called him out as a dud, and then he became—he's a bud. Like he's a. But like it was about fucking time the captain showed up and proved his worth. And it's hilarious that like as we were texting throughout the fucking game, things we were saying to each other kept happening. It was it, that, it, was, it was oddly fucking weird. Like honestly, I feel like we should post our like screenshots of our messages and the timestamps of them and then when the Leaf goals happened. I was like we were like, "Oh, the Leafs need to fucking figure it out on the power play." Scores a power play goal. Matthews needs uh, Tavares needs to show up. Tavares scores a goal. They need more shots. They got eight (laughs) shots in twelve minutes. Exactly. Like (laughs) like, Matthews needs to be the MVP and scores. Goes out and scores the game-winning goal. Like literally everything we tried to we were saying to each other in a pessimistic fashion happened in real life. It was it was the most bonkers thing I've ever seen in my life. I, I, I spoke the negative side, and the real thing happened. I was like, what? Is fucking happening? My well, brain exploded. Thing. The the wrong the, like we, we were so pessimistic about. We were like, this is what they need to be doing, and then they did it. And we're like, but this is what they need to be doing, and then they did it. And I was like, uh, we're actually doing okay. what we said. <laughs> okay, that's weird, but I like it. <laughs> that's exactly how we feel. It's like, oh wow oh, shit, it actually fucking happened. Oh, wait, I'm happy about this. I'm not used to being in this happy mood. The Leafs have a chance to eliminate the Lightning in Tampa. And last time we went to Tampa, on the first game, we won. Does that mean the Leafs can win in well, six? Here's the other thing is we have a crazy amount of momentum going into Tampa. This, this game alone, because... Tampa thought they had it. Tampa thought they had it in the first. True, they did. Even going into the second, that's demoralizing to them. And that's a huge fucking pump up for us. So that momentum is going to carry into next game. And I'd be amazed if it didn't, because how does that not? Like, we have been on the wrong end of those comeback victories far too many times to know how demoralizing (laughs) it is. Uh, and it's kind of funny when they mentioned that Tampa was like thirty-two and one and four when leading after two periods in the playoffs, <laughs> and we ended up just making that thirty-two and two because <laughs> they lost the regulation. Because the Leafs and like as much as we were, what's kind of funny, we got goalied in like game two, but other than that, we kind of haven't really gotten goalied. We've scored three goals on Vasilevsky every fucking game. And it's kind of hilarious that we sit here and think, oh my God, we're getting goalie when really the, if the Leafs just play well, that's he's not on his game. We've scored three goals on him every fucking well, game. What I've noticed about the light, this the series as a whole is the lightning their plan is, and I feel like this is what won them, the two cups, is to come out of the gate like a fucking crazy person, like a a cannonball and to absolutely swarm their opponent score quick. So they get demoralized and then they, and often yeah, quick and often. And then they give up. But what I find and what I find with the Leafs, especially is if you can withstand that initial onslaught, if you can survive that onslaught and bend, but not break, then you are going to piss them off, get them off their game, and you're going to come back and you're going to win the game because and they have some that's how you beat team. exactly. That's and that's the biggest. Thing. Even like Stammer, for example, you can get Stammer off his game pretty, pretty. He, easily. he was getting really pissed at some of the penalty calls when he, he took he took two penalties there in the second and well, third. To be Over honest, one for high sticking, and they were both deserved penalties. It wasn't like some of the calls in this game that were complete fucking bullshit. <laughs> oh my God, the refing was still bad. My, my thoughts on like the refing has been an overcorrection. So in years past, you've seen where they call nothing, like the whistles are away completely. Oh, it's a dog eat oh dog world out there. And now it's an overcorrection. Oh, we're going to change things. So now overcorrection is everything. such a good word. It's such a good word. And so many people don't even know what it means. Could you explain what overcorrection means? So that means that instead of calling no penalties, they are calling a ton of penalties because it's the exact opposite of what they were doing before. So, oh, well, we realize that it can get dangerous when we don't call any penalties. So what are we going to do? Let's do the opposite of that. Let's call a ton of penalties. The problem is too much of a good thing is never a good thing. Too much of anything is never a good thing, and it's the same with thing with too little. But Moderate, you, moderation is the key here. They need to what? find that happy place in the middle. But you see, but you know, what the weird part is though, is that the amount of penalties they're calling, I actually think, is the right number in most circumstances.
1: But, but I, I think, think they're hold being on, more- hold, on, hold, on,
0: hold on. But the big problem is, they miss so many. They call makeup calls that then negatively influence the game. They call calls to make up things in the weirdest fucking times because they're like, oh, I need to make it even. And then it fucks over a lot of t- a lot of times. Those are the go- those are the power plays that end up getting scored on when it's a really soft call. Think about it. Most times when you let a fucking penalty, a power play goal in, you usually on a really soft call, a call that like probably shouldn't have happened. It happens so often across all series. I've watched a bunch of series, and it's a soft call. So I actually don't think the problem with is, is how many penalties they're calling. It's the fact that there's no consistency across the infractions that they are calling. Like, I have seen cross-checks for full cross-checks from behind where they're going face-first into the board. It's a very dangerous situation. And then you look at fucking uh, Mark Giordano's penalty today for cross-checking. That was literally, where Literally, he only hits him with his right hand, and he happens Actually, to fall yeah. on his own. And that's, that's a, a cross-checking penalty. To be fair, he did the age-old defenseman trick and put his stick behind the tongue of his pants. Yeah, but he was already falling at that point. I know, but and that's that's, he helped the fact he helped you. you, you But he was already falling. Okay, but you and I are both guilty of doing that exact move, and I've been called a couple different things for it because refs aren't quite sure what to call it, mainly because. not really hooking him you're just pushing down in the playoffs it shouldn't be anything exactly that's the difference in the playoffs that is fighting for the puck that's not a penalty there's no if you're sitting in the gray area of what penalty it should be it's probably not a penalty penalties are black and white like we try to sit here and think oh it's opinionated and then the only It's the rules. (laughs) The only rule that's opinionated is goaltender interference because that is literally all gray area. The whole thing is gray area. But every other rule in the NHL is pretty much black and white, especially for penalties. So it's a matter of like, did they put their stick on their person? Not their stick. Did they put their stick on their person to interfere with their movement? Not just did they tap them on the wrist, like an actual hook. And that's the difference is like they, they go and there's like, oh, they tapped their wrist by accident while trying to lift their stick. And they called it a fucking hooking penalty. Like, like, like it, it's just weird how like they they call these penalties to try and even things up. But like, I feel like if they actually called the right calls in the right moments, the game would flow more effectively. And you would probably have the same amount, if not subtly less amount of penalties because at the end of the day, Hockey players are emotional as fuck. We've played hockey our whole life. We know exactly how fucking emotional hockey players are. They make stupid decisions all the fucking time. Penalties are going to happen. its It doesn't matter what you change the rules to. Guys are fucking crazy. They're going to take stupid penalties. It is what it is. I don't care how good or bad a team is. They're going to take bad penalties. It is. It's just, it just how hockey game. works. It's an emotional fucking game. But if a ref crew is calling the rules exactly as the rules say, no one's fucking complaining about what they're doing. Even if there's 10 penalties each way. If you call the rules as is and you stay the same all the way through, even if there's a lot of penalties early, players will adapt. But you know what? players don't adapt? And you know what's the problem with the NHL right now? Is they call things one way early on, And they stop calling it as the season goes on. And I can almost guarantee, and I will say this whether the Leafs continue on this season or not. The refing will change. It will. Exactly. Exactly. You can guarantee the tripping and the hooking calls that were called in the first, first round will not be called in the second round. And those cross-checking soft calls that were called in the second round won't be called in the third round. And when Tyler's going to sound like a Finals, it's pretty much a fucking free-for-all. And it's like, just play the fucking game, call the fucking rules, and you have an incredible... Look at fucking tonight. Even with Bad Ruffing, what a fucking game. What a fucking game. That was so entertaining. Like, if you, like, zoom out and take your, like, leave bias out of our negativity throughout... What As a, a fucking casual game. hockey fan you What would a fucking game. Really enjoy that game. Holy shit. If you're a third party in this game, like you've met this fucking a magical playoff game. Game 5. Love hockey. Game 5, leaves down 2 nothing, come back take a lead 3-2, blow the lead like the Leafs fucking do, and still <laughs> come back and fucking take the lead cuz Austin Matthews is the MVP. And it's just like what the actual fuck could the Leaves actually be different this year? And that's what they showed tonight. Let's be real. The Leaves in the, this game, a previous Leaves team would, would as, soon as, it, as soon as it's 2 0, it's 7 0. It's over. It's over. But the fact that they came back, they gave up a lead and still came back again. Mm, that's some differentiation. Can they do it again? Who knows? But that, to me, I think is a differentiation. Well, the good thing here is now we've put ourselves in a great position because we've secured our home ice for the series, officially. Yeah, as we should and, have. As we and, should have. But now we're going into Tampa with a ton of momentum. Great opportunity. and I think they should close it out. But God forbid they don't. At least you're coming back to home ice. And I, I give it, honestly, Huge shout-out to the fans tonight because even when the Leafs were down, you all were fucking bouncing. It was fantastic. Shout-out to Alton, who was at the game, and Sarah. Yeah, shout-out to Alton and Sarah who were at the game, but you were all super loud and super noticeable, especially when MVP Jack Campbell was standing on his head at the end of the second half of that first period. When these were taking all those stupid penalties – and he's sitting there making save after save after save after save. And you're, and you're backing him up. And you didn't lose hope like me and Dara did. Because I can confidently tell you that me and Dara lost entire hope. But it was 2-0. I at least, at least had like three shots. We were like, this is done. The least didn't not show up. We were like, "This is over." We're gonna have the fucking miserable episode, and we hadn't recorded episode four because we were at the square and we were really drunk, and it was a brutal game, and it was just so many things that happened. So much negativity going on. So many, so much. We don't like the negativity on the bots because we're a positive, funny side of things. We don't like the negative. Yeah, you saw, you saw how long it took us to post game seven of the Hab series. Like, oh yeah, that was hard. That was really hard. And it, you know it hurt a little more being in Maple Leaf Square, even though Kean won a signed Morgan Riley jersey. So I, I did, I did win a signed Morgan Riley jersey. We're always one er, positive side. I, I fucking earned that jersey though. Crushed that Kahoot competition. That's dope. Man. <laughs> like I can't believe you actually won. Crazy. Uh, I, but that- I, I was 60th place after the first round. So, big old rise there. It was pretty good. But, yeah, that game was – that was tough to watch. And, you know what, I questioned Keefe's decision to keep the exact same lineup as last game, mainly because it was a brutal fucking game last game. Um, but I think most of all was Justin Hall, and I want to get into that. So, I th- – Wouldn't have been surprised if Justin Hall was pulled out of the lineup, but agreed. I I did watch the post-game interview and I saw the question that has been circulating social media from fucking douchebag himself. Was that Steve Simmons? Oh fuck, yeah, it was. Who else would ask that kind of question, dude? Come on, who else?
1: I think about it.
0: I didn't recognize the voice, so it was fucking Steve Simmons. Of course it was. Yeah. he asked him like, "Play your like, why did you play why, your why worst you, defenseman?" No, he didn't say why. He, <laughs> said, he said, "Why did you start your worst defenseman in the, in the in the playoffs, knowing the pressure that was there, in the environment that there was?" And but I have so much respect for Keith for saying who's our worst defenseman. Oh, absolutely! I honestly heard the same commentary on Overdrive today. Of like, if you think about the last few days. And how that last game went, Sheldon Keith handled it perfectly because he took all the fucking negativity and just like put a fucking deflection on it. He just deflected well, it into the corner like a defenseman. He was just that's... like, I'll take all the blame. Nothing, you're like, well, you guys are all idiots. We're going to be fine. And he just well, deflection. That's it. And the, he sensed that he, they were going after one of his guys and he's like, well, well the, he, that's after he said Justin Hall, he's like, well, that's your opinion. Exactly. I'm like, I always he, love to see Steve Stevens get put in, uh, Steve yeah. get in this place. Fuck that guy. the Fucking dingleberry. Yeah. Well, also that shows that Keith is protecting his boys. He as knows. He should. Yeah. As um, he should. I'm, 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 unlike, I'm should. like, our, I'm like, I'm like a previous coach we've experienced. <laughs> Just saying. But I was skeptical about the decision to play Hall again today. And But he was solid tonight. What I Yes, yeah, I concur. One. He made solid. some very good plays. He made some big blocks, some big defensive plays. Solid. I, I will eat my words on that good decision, Sheldon Keefe, and that's why you're a coach in the NHL and I'm a bum. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair enough, but like – I've never disliked Justin Hall, even going back to when he was getting benched by Babcock for no fucking reason. I've never disliked Justin Hall. And I heard a really great analogy of understanding who, what Justin Hall does, is that he actually does a lot of things really well, but his biggest problem is that he tries to do too much when he's on the ice sometimes. Like, and Dar, you we, all, we, we both play defense, and we both had defense partners who would both like try to cover their own side, but also cover your side, but also cover the front of the net and the corner, and do try to do all those things at once, and uh, trying and even though they had inevitable talent as a person, they would make the wrong decision so many times, and we end up having to cover their ass. Right? Tell me you haven't had that experience, Justin yeah, Hall. Tell you that. <laughs> Justin Hall to me seems like a professional version of that experience. Where, like, he actually has all the skills. Because you think about it, if it a bit of penalty kill mindset where he only has to make one decision get the fucking puck out. That's his whole, it's the only decision Justin also has to make. Block shots, get the puck out. Block shots, get the puck out. Block shots, get the puck out. Simple progression. But when he's playing regular defense in the NHL, he's got like, take your time, pick a look. Make a good pass. Don't make us. Don't be the last man left. Like there's so many decisions being made, and Justin Hall is not that smart. He doesn't he doesn't handle that that well, which is why at five on five, but on four of on penalty kill, he's fantastic. Which is a whole reason he's in the fucking lineup. Let's be real. I I love Timothy Ullgren. I've been a big supporter of him since he got drafted. I'm gonna be totally frank, but. You're talking about an experienced NHL defenseman who's really solid at penalty killing, which has been trash in this series for a big chunk of it versus a rookie defenseman. Who's never played in the NHL playoffs. I'm sorry, but you should. And I hate to give credit to the fucking Babcock, but sometimes the tie goes to the veteran. That is why Justin Hall's in the lineup, but he showed on the PK tonight that, that this is why he's there. He doesn't need to be scoring points, and then he he goes to get an assist anyways. I think that's a really big move by a guy who had a really bad game, which happens to us all. We've all had fucking bad games. and Any person who's played fucking hockey knows that the game kicks you in the ass sometimes, and sometimes you fucking deserve it. And I've got kicked in the ass so many times by hockey that sometimes you just need to look at the way the next game turns out to really know what a player is made of, well, do they think let that, that negativity drag them down, or they see that as a challenge and take them up? Okay, well, my turn to talk. Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, I wish I had a coach like Sheldon Keith growing up, mainly because Me too, bro, he's oh. the defi- hes the definition of a player's coach because he's for the boys, he's for, <laughs> he's for the- <laughs> <laughs> he's for the boys. <laughs> Well, that's it, right? He backs up his guys, and he gives them that second chance that I think everybody needs, but not everybody deserves. And I don't, I don't think Justin Hall deserved a second chance, but I think. It proved Keith, wrong. Well, Keith, that's it. Keith gave him the benefit of the doubt, even though he's like after that game, he did not deserve another chance. Will Grant deserved a chance, but he he's a player's guy, and he decided you know, we'll give him that second chance and see what he does. And he proved Keith right. And he proved me wrong. And uh, as a leaf fan, I'll, I'll eat some humble pie and uh, <laughs> some humble I'll pie. pay respects where it's due. I, I think he had a, an excellent game um, where, he, and I love that. It's a great, it's a great recovery uh, from last game because last game, it was just – and we dive all over these, these mistakes at crucial times and the first shift of a hockey game is a crucial time. And that was a bad mistake and it, it cost him, but he bounced back in a big way. Speaking of recovery from last game, how about William Bill Nye, the wrist shot guy, Nylander? There was so much controversy last game about a couple of plays – where he seemed to kind of give up on the puck and not want to get into it. And I mean I get it, it was five-nothing in that time, but you know, you gotta be all in. You gotta be all in, especially in the playoffs. But when you come back with a game four, like Neilander just did, three points, a goal. I was like, that was a game winning goal at the time, two assists, three points plus two. That's a pretty fucking solid game. If for a guy that was getting called out that's by the media, it's not a game-winning goal. It was at the time. It was a go-ahead goal. Sorry, that's what I meant. But I, I did. I thought I said at the time. But sorry, you I meant, said game winner. I'm like, no, it the, was a game that winner. Was, that was MVP. <laughs> it was a game. It was a game winner at the time. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. But either way, it was a huge play. The Leafs had just tied the game off an assist that he had setting up JT. So again, further emphasizing the game that he had, right? Sets up JT for the top, for the first goal, then goes out there like fifty three seconds later, not even, and scores the game the, the game leading goal. Sorry, but at the time it was the game winner. And if the Leafs knew how to you know hold the fucking lead, they would have had that. But you no, know, Tampa is fucking Tampa, and they know how to score goals. So you know, it was. Great to see. And I even said it to you in her in her chat. It was like, you know, as soon as Tampa tied it, I was like, well, it's about time that Austin Matthews decided to be the MVP. I said this to you in the chat. Uh, you know I did. Don't fucking disagree. As I do fucking, I said it. I was like, "It's about time, Mister Sixty fucking oh, yeah. go to score. i score The back-to-back back, did the back-to-back fucking rocket, Richard winner. It's about fucking time you show up in a big the fucking game, big fucking moment, and he did. It was fantastic. It was dead fucking tastic game winner. But I have a I have a curious observation, and. It's just looking at the goal scorers. So if we look at the the first two goals from Tampa, who scored? You had Stamkos from Platt and Kucherov, and then you had Hedman from Kucherov and Kalorin. So for the most part, you had all their big players getting involved, except for Point. True. Point had Um, a pretty brutal game, actually. Yeah. Maybe that's the difference maker. But anyway, um, what I've noticed is, okay, we saw what they can do um in the first two and and that's it that that is the star power of Tampa and this kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier where they come at you pretty aggressively but after that and i think it's also you know props to the leafs for being able to read this to shut them down and sh- you know prevent those same guys from scoring on you again like the guys in the first period who scored Hedman and Stamkos you're shutting them the fuck down. You don't let them do it twice. So, yes, the the Tampa Bay Lightning did tie it up at 3-3, but, you know, who scored? Ryan McDonough from Ross Colton and Nick Paul. You're forcing the third, their third-line shift. And you're forcing those guys to have to make plays. That works out well for us. I mean, sometimes I wish that the Leafs had played their third line against their third line. You know what I mean? Like, like we don't really enforce, you know, camp as this, like, go after Stankos or Kucherov and shut them down. You know? So why not just throw them against against their third line and distract them from Matthews instead? But here's the thing. They they did shut down Stankos and Kucherov and Hedman. But, like, they all had points tonight. But I'm saying after the first two goals, true this was a game of two tales the first period was one tail. the rest of the game was a different one i don't know about the rest of the game but definitely the first period was a whole different game well i want to know what the fuck was said in between periods <laughs> i mean i don't know about you but i feel like fucking jason Spets had something to do with it because one one thing i did see after the finish of the game was that during a TV timeout after, after Campbell led in the, the tying goal, Spezza went out and had a chat with, with Campbell and seemed to calm him the fuck down. And that's a fucking leader, ladies and gentlemen. That's what a leader does. At 750 grand a year. <laughs> Sees when somebody needs to be just, needs to figure out how to calm down without saying calm down. Because nobody likes to be told to calm down. Let's be real. When we're all mad, nobody likes to be told to calm down. But if someone says the right things to you in that moment. Or, you know, you probably went up to Campbell and said something along the lines like, hey, those two are on us. We know that you got our backs and uh, we have full faith in you, man. Exactly fucking that. Can you not tell me that as a person that wouldn't rally you up to be like, I'm the fucking goat and the greatest player of all time. I'm going to go to here and save everything because that's what he fucking did. That's what he fucking did. I mean, I, I would imagine that that quote is paraphrasing. Like the Leafs got outshot shot said. 12 to seven in the third period. Yet they outscored the lightning three to one. Think about that for a second. We scored three goals on seven shots, and they scored one on 12. That is why we won. That is why we won. So let's give some respect to Jack fucking Soup Campbell. Soup! Because, like, what a fucking game from the guy. Like, obviously incredible. Like, I don't give a shit that he led three goals. And, yeah. like, so That's many... A, that was a TikTok right there. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, so many people judge goalies based off of their specific statistics. But... Their specifics? Specific statistics. Yeah, it's hard. Speci- specific it's a little, statistics. A little bit of a tongue twister, but I handled it effectively. <laughs> you do but, <laughs> but the situation is... The specific we statistics. both we both played hockey for teams that had good goalies and bad goalies, and I'm talking about the worst of the worst. I'm talking with the goalie that lets in a shot from center ice on a regular basis. It's I'm talking with really fucking bad goalies. All right, we've played with the worst, and we know what impact that has on a team. I literally left the team because of how bad their goalie was. Because I scored a hat-trick every game, and it didn't matter because he'd let in four goals a game. We had to win in spite of him. And that is not what Jack Campbell is doing right now. He's doing, in fact, the opposite. Everyone is saying that he can't do it. He's never done it before. He's facing the best goalie in the world, which arguably he is. But if you actually look at it, he's kind of outperforming him. He's holding his own, that's for sure. He held this game at two when it needed to be held. Well, that's it. He made it, like- the saves at the right point of the third period when the Leafs needed the fucking saves. And then they went out and won the fucking game. And that's what a lot of teams and a lot of goalies in previous Leafs history, especially the recent Leafs history, those That's when the bad goalies goals have got in. That, those situations when the leagues need a fucking save, that's when the bad goals have gone in in recent history. And tonight Jack fucking made the saves. So big fucking moves. You no, know, he did. But the other thing was he got two quick ones on him, but he had it in his mind. He's like, okay, I fucked up. That was not a great first, but two is a winnable number, mm-hmm. especially in these playoffs. There's been few games that have been less than two goals. Mm-hmm. So he made a pact to hold it to that, you know, and it didn't break until we had the lead. And naturally that's when you let back a little bit. Yep. But he bared down when it mattered, and that's when they were down and gave them a chance to get back in the game. And that's that's all you can ever ask out of a goaltender is to give you an opportunity to get in the game. And that was the difference. But that was the difference between game five and game four is Jack was able to close the door tonight after a a brief hiccup. He didn't let it get to three. He didn't let it get to three-nothing. And then four and then five. But the three nothing was the difference. Cause like, let's be real, Tampa fucking had the chance to make this game three-nothing. Yeah, many fucking times. And Jack never let them get the three-nothing. So I think if this game ends it gets a three-nothing, we got Sunday all fucking over again. But Jack stopped that from fucking happening and gave the boys, as you said, a chance to win this fucking game. And that is why, regardless of what the boys did, which was fucking miraculous, let's be fucking real. The captain fucking finally showed up, and MVP Matthews scored an MVP goal, well, assisted by Mitch Marner, who has been incredible all year round. You know, doing just incredibly high IQ, unselfish play to get Maddie the goal. Like, let's be real, incredible. But at the end of the day. The leaves did not show up for the first 60 minutes of this game. Sorry, not 60. 20. 30. 25. 25 to 30 minutes of this game. Wow, math is hard. At the end of the day, the <laughs> leaves did not <laughs> the leaves did not show up for the first 30 minutes of this game. Really? 30 minutes. And Jack Campbell stuck stuck in there. And they ended up winning, which is a fucking miracle. I had given up entirely. I was like, we're going to go back to Tampa and get fucking wrecked, and this is over in six. And they fucking managed to pull it out, and it was incredible. And Dar, I feel like you were in the same boat as me, where we were pessimistic as fuck. We were bitter fucking Leaf fans. you know. I'm having flashbacks. I like of I, I'm like 2013 onward is <laughs> just pain dude what do you mean 2013 onward do you not remember the two the time the last time the Leafs won the Stanley Cup, the, the won a series and then the I series do. they lost in but at least they won a series that's what I mean yeah but do you remember the series they lost in I do when fucking Jeremy fucking Ronick that Dingleberry scored the overtime winner in a game where the Leafs should have had multiple power plays. Did a get call by the alpha reffing. Yeah, we're used to that, you know, circa <laughs> Kings 93. You'd think so, right? <laughs> All right. To the buds or duds of game four and five. Do we want to do them individually?
1: Yeah, of course.
0: They're different. <laughs> they're, they are very different. Which is why it'd be interesting to see to try and find the the buds or duds for the two games, but I'm down to do individual games. It's fine. Um, we'll start with game four. All right, Ian, you can start us off, pigeon man. All right, dud is Justin Hall. Fair enough. Yeah, like you, you had the first turnover that led to the onslaught and. That can't then, happen in playoffs. And then bad things happened. A lot of bad things happened after. But that that's what took the wind out of our sails. And that that hurt. I really didn't like it. I mean, especially because we were at the square. We had such a good time. Yeah, we were buzzing before that. Like we were having so, it was so many good. Having vibes. the best time, and then we were having the worst time. Yeah, we went from the best time to the worst time really fucking fast. <laughs> it was one free VIP tickets, like it was brutal. But it was signed jersey. We were having a good fucking time. But the, the leaf said no, no. The the dud of that game is Austin Matthews. Because Because he was a is that his first dud of the year? It might be because he was fucking invisible in that game. In a game where you can showcase that killer instinct and take a lead in the series, you were fucking invisible and minus three in a game where you seven for 13, one shot on goal and two hits. That is a fucking dud-worthy performance. I don't give a shit you had a fucking assist after the fact. After they were already down five fucking nothing. You were minus fucking three with only one shot. That's a dud-worthy performance for an, an MVP candidate, in my opinion. What about you? What is the bad? The bad of this game... It's got to be William Nylander. We're not talking about this game. We're talking about game five, you pigeon. What do you mean we never did our buds for game four? Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, William Nylander. William Nylander is your bud for game four? Yeah, he had a goal and then another goal because he's the only one who showed up in the third period. I mean, he was brutal for the first two periods, though, but okay. I mean, two goals is a good way to redeem two periods. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> fair enough fair enough i i mean yeah i can't i can't really. i mean, name somebody who played better david Camp. sorry but that he had didn't show on the score sheet and that's what matters playoffs yeah but he had four shots he was plus one was 11 for 19 the face up dot like He would be my bud because realistically the rest of well, that game was complete garbage. Well, there you go. Then we got different buds. Well, yeah. So you're going with David Camp, eh? Yeah. Because the rest of that game was all done after the game was over. Yeah. Including the and lander fucking two goals. The game was already fucking over. I don't give you fucking credit for you scoring two goals at a 5-0 game. Like, let's be real. If we're playing shinny and you're fucking losing 7 nothing, and you scored two goals, we are happy we scored two goals, but you're still fucking pissed you lost the game by a lot. Yeah, well, we already addressed the, re- the reasons why, so. So let's talk about the, the, the fun game then. Okay. <laughs> so who's your bud for the fun Or. Actually, some of the duds We'll start with the negativity first, and then we're going to the positivity. Who is your dad for the huge game five, big old W? You yeah, know, that's a good question, and I'm so torn. I want to. I want to do a three stars for this one, to be honest. You're not allowed. A buds three stars. Not allowed. Um, I'm gonna say Pierre Engvall. Um, you know he had some good opportunities, but I saw he panicked a bit in the offensive zone, had a few bad turnovers, didn't really get much going that he should have got going. Ended up being minus one. Yeah. You know what's funny. Is that my dud is on the same line and it made all the same mistakes, and his name is Pierre Engvall. Because <laughs> you know, so Google, that's the same. You said person. Engvall. You, you said McAv, didn't you? I said Engvall. Oh, sorry, I meant McAv. My bad. <laughs> I've had a few drinks tonight. But I totally meant Mikhaev. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> you just listed off the exact person <laughs> I listed off. I totally meant Mikaiv, even though he had an assist tonight. Like the the decisions he made on the PK, the decisions he made on the PP, like he gave the fucking puck away so many fucking times. It's just a really bad game. Bad game. I was gonna say mediocre, but no, bad, bad game. No shots, no hits. Like, just a fucking useless game from a guy who's supposed to be, you know, your ideal third-line guy. Not fucking good enough. Not good enough. Especially because the rest of his line played much better than him. I In this game, I would have taken Andre Koshro over Yuli Vikeyev. And Yuli Vikeyev scored fucking 20 goals this year. So this guy better fucking show up. All right, so uh, who's your bud? You already know who my bud is. It's fucking Jack fucking Campbell. All right, if I don't, I don't know how many people who listen to the buds remember the last time the Leafs won a fucking series. But in those series, the Leafs didn't always play fucking well. All right, the Leafs didn't always win games five three five, you know five one. They didn't always win games letting in two or three, two or one goals. They won close games that were might have been high scoring and very insignificant. But at the end of the day, it came down to timing of saves. Curtis Joseph did it a bunch of times. Ed Belfort did it a bunch of times. Felix Potvin did it a bunch of times. They made big saves in big moments to win series. that is what Jack Campbell did tonight. That is why he's my bud. Because he made big saves in big moments when this game could have got out of hand.
1: In the first
0: period, they let him two goals real quick. And then they got fucking pummeled after that fucking goal. And Jack Campbell made save after save after save after save. And Lee's Mays to come back. So big old fucking shout out to Jack fucking Campbell. What? He's your bud. He's the bud. Your bud. My bud is going a little off the board, and I don't think anybody's going to expect this one. Drumroll, please. Ilya Labushkin. Oh, I don't get it? Please explain. Happy to. This motherfucker went balls to the wall. He gave his heart and soul to the Maple Leafs tonight. And that was by means of blocking shots. He took one right on the thumb. and So it, so it was one block of the game. But went right back out there the next shift, and he was it's making for, great it, defensive it, it, plays. It is four, it's 14 minutes on the ice. Get your negativity out of here, you fucking sally. Sissy. I just think I just think you got to put a better butt of fucking the Labushkin. Remember, a guy with no points. He was minus one, had two shots, three hits, one block, and was only played 14 minutes tonight. Tell me you couldn't have picked a better bud. Than fucking Ilya Bouchkin. You really gotta hype it up with the fact that John DeVores finally fucking showed up for a playoff game and he doesn't even get fucking mentioned, but you call it Ilya fucking Bushkin who literally fucking nothing tonight. Come on. If you think if you think he did nothing tonight, you didn't watch the game. I very much watched the game. All right. Now this is why I said I wanted to do stars, but here we are doing buds or duds. Give me that shit. He does not belong in the three stars either. There is way better people to pick in this fucking game than Ilya fucking Bushkin. But I'm giving him an honorable mention at the very least for a hell of a playoff game, putting his body on the line and making great defensive plays to make a difference in this game.
1: The they, one, don't get
0: noticed on the numbers. Body on the line for the one block he had. Yes, that was the one block, but that's not the only thing he did all game. I mean, it was the only thing he mentioned. No, no, Ken, you know what's happening right now. You're looking at his stat sheet right now, and you're judging him based on that. How about you watch the fucking hockey game, and then you'll have an idea of what players are doing. What he said I did watch the hockey game, man. Ilabushkin made poor giveaway after poor giveaway, and might have had one good block in the game. And you're giving him over credit for that one block versus looking at the rest of his game. So don't fucking call me out on not watching the game. We need to look at the broader version versus one heroic moment of a playoff game. I'm not basing it on one play. You're missing all the other defensive plays he made, all the hits he made. These are all things that went throughout the game. One block was a highlight of it, sure. But he made plenty of other plays that were... Passion plays, playoff plays yeah, that build momentum within the team. Three three hits. Three hits made the difference. Made it the best. And and great defensive plays. There's no number to watch that to to show that. So you keep referencing numbers and you keep proving me right by doing that. You're not you, like stop referencing numbers. They have literally have nothing to do with Ili Lubushkin's game. There is people who played a better game than Ilya Labushkin. I don't disagree with that, but I don't think but, those but you, games you, happen without Ilya Labushkin. But, but you do disagree because you picked someone not him for the butt. Like, you did not. Like, it, like you making it. I'm so confused by. He's my butt of the game. Well, that's craziness. Because, like, you had Morgan Riley right there. As far as defensemen is concerned, who played a much better game, who deserved a butt way more than fucking, like what? Are you fucking like how how much have you what had you, to drink tonight? Like there's no way that he deserves the fucking butt of the night over fucking Morgan Riley. That is insane. That is insane. They played the same fucking. They played the same. They, they play together. Like it makes no fucking sense. Makes no fucking sense. Well, the other side of it is that yeah, that's a player you don't really expect it from. I, I don't give a shit. We're talking about the best part of the night. The Expectations ready. matter here. No, they fucking don't. They absolutely do. No, they do. fucking don't. This is the playoffs. If a it's player a- plays as expected, it's not really a bud. Bullshit. It's, bulls it's what's fu- expected. No, bull fucking shit. Bullshit. They either, they either come to play and they show up to win the game. Well, they don't. There is no they showed up one time and it made them look really good and now we're judging them off of that. Ain't nothing of that bullshit because there's so many instances of one guy having an incredible sucking game or situation and never showing up again. All right. Well, otherwise, I, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. if we're going oh, – Are you gonna going to judge, judge the rest of fucking Sam Gagne's teammates based on the fact that he managed to score eight, goal, eight fucking points in the game? no sam gony is a fucking average player bench having an above average fucking game like get that fucking shit out of here or well, you don't even know what I'm talking about that's the fucking funny part that's the funny part like you're trying to fucking judge me on basing my opinion off of statistics when well, you don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about simple fact is justin hall you know all the defense not had a good game but to think that they are the buds of a game where they allowed three goals, especially one after they've taken a lead and they're supposed to be defending, no fucking chance they deserve that. No chance. The end of the day, Jack Campbell deserves their fucking star and a gold medal because the guy played absolutely incredible, made some absolutely huge, ridiculous saves on all of their best players. And then fucking Austin Matthews, comes out and be the MVP that he should be. The guy scored 60 fucking goals this season. 60 goals! Think about that for a second. That has not happened since 2012. He scored 60 goals. If you're going to score 60 goals in the NHL, you better fucking show up in the playoffs. And he did, and he did. We talked about it in the third period. He's like, it's about time that the fucking Rocket back-to-back Rocket Richard winner, the sixty goal scorer, came out and fucking won a game for his team. You know, we I know we have not mentioned it much on the podcast. We have definitely talked about it, and there has been all this discussion on who's the better player. Conor McDavid or Austin Matthews. All right. And as a Leaf fan, I will still always say, uh, fucking, oh, I almost said it. I would always say Conor McDavid. Because, like, I truly believe that if you were to take Conor McDavid and place him where Austin Matthews is, the Leafs would be better and the Oilers would be worse. That's just how I believe. Austin Matthews needs to score big goals and big moments to prove me wrong. And tonight, he took a step towards that. He did because he scored a big fucking goal in a big fucking moment. But as Leaf fans, as Leaf fucking fans, we know better. We've been up 3-2 th- in a series before and have the team blow it. We've been to Game 7 in a a series where we've been winning and lost. As Lee fans, we've fucking been there. We've been there. So now it's about Mr. M-fucking-VP to go to Tampa and try to fucking take over a game and win it. Because otherwise we're coming back here to Toronto and we're going to have to win another huge game. Which, while not impossible... Will be extremely difficult. So it's about time I see Mr. MVP, Mr. back-to-back rocker shard winner, take over a game. Because I don't know about you, Dara, but I have not fucking seen it in a playoff game yet. I, I people will try to say that Austin Matthews is better than Connor McDavid, but every year. We see Connor McDavid absolutely make fucking people look stupid in the playoffs, and we don't see that from fucking Austin Matthews. You realize the Oilers got swept, right? And even in that sweep, Connor McDavid scored three ridiculous goals. But they got swept. A fair. Even in a sweep, McDavid was noticeable. If you look at this, uh, why are we, series, we talking about McDavid? He has literally nothing to do with the series. But it does because people try to say that he's going to win MVP over McDavid. People are trying to say he's better than McDavid. People say a lot of things and most of them are inaccurate. So I wouldn't put any stock in them. If, if we're going to try and say that Matthews is the MVP of the league and outcompete Connor McDavid, who had over 120 points this season. He better fucking show up in the playoffs when it fucking counts. But it's a regular season award. I don't give a fucking shit. I don't give a shit. If you're nominated to be the best player in the fucking league, you better show up in the playoffs. Because nobody gives a fuck about the regular season. No, if nobody. He to be, if he wants to be an MVP in the playoffs, then he better be lifting the con Smythe. And that means the Stanley Cup comes with it. Exactly.
1: If he, if he,
0: if all he cares about is being the best part in the league, he can go to fucking Arizona and suck a dick where he'll never win anything ever. But if you're trying to be the... Uh, a he'll legend, play in fr- hey, you know, he'll play in front of 5,000 fans every night. <laughs> if you're trying to be a great within the NHL, if you're trying to go into the Hockey Hall of Fame as one of the best players to ever fucking do it, you better realize that it has nothing to do with individual stats. Nothing. Steve Eisenman could have won the fucking scoring race like four additional times. But you know what he did instead? was focused on being the best defensive player in the league and didn't give a shit about offense and wanted to win three Stanley Cups. Patrice Bergeron has been touted as the best defensive forward arguably ever has a Stanley Cup, right? All these guys that it's either you take over a game like Crosby does, or you're the best defensive center that have existed. That's the difference. What's the number one center doing? You got, you got, you got your Kopitar examples, your Bergeron examples, or you got your Crosby examples, Stamkos, Kutrov examples. But if you're not going to fit one of those molds, you're not going to fucking make him the NHL. And so now this is the series where Matthews needs to prove that he is worth it, that he is what he's saying he is. He is what we paid him to be because we paid him a fuck ton of money. And let's be real. If we were paying Austin Matthews or playing Stephen Stamkos, we'd have a much better third and fourth line. So we paid him the fucking money. So show me you're fucking worth it. That's what we gotta see on Thursday. Show me you're fucking worth it. Tonight was great. You scored a game-winning goal in a game the Leafs did not deserve to win. Now go out there and fucking close the Stanley Cup champions and show me you're fucking worth that money. Show me you have that killer instinct. That everyone judges you about. Because if you don't, that judgment ain't going away. Ever. Ever. You, and you're telling me right now, you don't want to end up as the Russell Westbrook of the NHL. Or James Harden. Straight up. Well, thanks, thanks for that. Crazy. I'm also very drunk. We've gotten a little bit away from the Leafs lightning. Do you see they so. win the next game? Did they to close out in Tampa? No shit. But the like I said earlier, they, they, they got to show they they can win back to back games. Well, you've never you never had better momentum off of a win than you would have off of this one because True. the other two were not close. Well, I guess. I I the game, the game three was close ish. I hundred percent agree with you. But pretty much for the rest of the playoffs, for the most part, we're not gonna have home ice advantage, even if we make it past this. Unless Washington upsets Florida, but even then, we won't have home ice in the in the the, the, the conference finals. And even then, we wouldn't have a conference final. We wouldn't have it in the in the Stanley Cup Finals. So either way, we cannot be comfortable. And just be okay with the fact that we have home ice advantage because it's not going to be something we can hold on to because we're not the president's trophy winners. We're not. We cannot say we'll have home ice advantage all the time. So they won't always have the Leaf fans there to back you up. And the Leafs need to show they can show up when Leaf fans aren't there to back them up. When they can silence that other crowd and showcase that killer instinct. And that's what we're going to find out on Thursday. And I can't fucking wait. It's going to be crazy. What a fucking game. The Leafs are fucking in the lead. Have yeah. the Stanley Cup Lightning, the defending Stanley Cup champions on the brink of elimination. You going to come over Thursday? Well, figure it out on Thursday. And that is the end of the episode because we're all going to be chanting on Thursday, go, leaves, go.